I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. And I'm Matt Connor. We're going back to the high for season five of the, the Connor, Connor and Smith, Smith Show. This is the longest season ever. I know. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> that was our producer, Ryan. He's in the house tonight for this. Shout out to Ryan. Hey. Um, all right. So we, you are hearing us from Command Center of Find Your Light Productions. It is the night before the big show at the Lyceum. We had rehearsal today with a full band and all the cast. It sounded incredible. We're very excited. Shout out to Ashley Goff at Arlington Presbyterian Church for uh, letting us use her uh, space to rehearse in. Thank you so much. Um, are you excited about the show tomorrow? I'm very excited. I think it's going to be actually a new beginning for us and maybe finding where this and how this new breathing, living thing lives because I think it's it's a, a beautiful journey into just some of our songs. And I got to say, I left with my light today, so you guys did your job. I found it. Oh, Thank you so where much. Where was it? Was it in your cell phone? Everyone has one, guys. No, no, it was in the music. It was so beautiful. It really was. I mean, anybody going to see this, it is fucking great. Oh, thank you for the fucking. Well, we have a guest tonight, today, whenever you listen to this, another SU alum, part of my uh, class. We are talking to Norman, Norman Howard. Howard. All right. Uh, just a brief, crass commercial announcement besides the ones that have come before. We have a Patreon. We thank our Patreon supporters for supporting this show. It has helped to bring Find Your Light, our uh, concert of our like greatest hits happening tomorrow. It helped it come to be, um, paying for some of the musicians and whatnot. So thank you so much. Or one of the musicians, sorry. One of the musicians. Um, so if you want to check that out and support us, visit Patreon and search Connor and Smith, Connor with an E-R. Um, and we thank all of our sustaining supporters that have joined us along the way. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. In 1985, Tyler was meeting Justin at their favorite arcade, Longshot. Just as Justin was about to confess his love for Tyler... The world changed. Yeah. Blending elements of 1980s pop culture and LGBTQIA fiction, we journey through this incredible experience that brings them closer together as they fight against the world trying to keep them apart. <laughs> Listen to Longshot on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello? Hey, Norman Howard. Stephen Smith. <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm good. I was rushing to get home. I was man. I said I had to stop and get food. I said, oh, I didn't have a chance to stop and get cigarettes. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna gotta get there. Well, we're glad you're here. Um, I am here with my husband and co-host Matt Connor. Hey, 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 hi, hey. hi, Matt. <laughs> What's going on? How are you? Who cares? <laughs> and we're also joined by our producer ryan dean halbrook mr howard what's up what's up how are you good man you sound good 
I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm I mean good as I can be. And we'll delve into that, I guess. Were you just <laughs> rushing home from work? No, no. I, I had a I had a meeting I had to get to. Um and then it ended at six thirty. I'm like, I gotta get some food and it's about a fifteen minute drive, and then I had to wait for the food. So I was cutting it close because, you know, you're on a one lane road and I'm like, if, if I get caught behind someone slow or there's an accident, which multiple accidents have happened on this road, you know, I'd have to go around the other way, which would take 20 minutes. So, yeah. So, but I got here around 721. So it sounds like you're living in the Outer Banks where there's just. Uh... No, no. I live in Myrtle Beach. Oh my gosh. Do you live in Myrtle Beach? I do. I live in Myrtle Beach. I've, I've uh, lived here. Well. We moved here three separate times, but 2005 was the first time that I lived in Myrtle Beach. Um, did you guys get clobbered here recently in the in the past, like two years, by any of the canes? We uh, not clobbered. Um, we got you know it was not a mandatory evacuation, just heavy winds and maybe some storm surge. I I used to work security at an oceanfront hotel. And, uh, you know, that, that was fun being right there. Like literally it's the, the dunes, it's the ocean, the dunes, and then the resort. So that all got flooded and the pools got filled with sand and beach stuff got swept away and water's coming in on the first floor because sandbags are not holding. So yeah, that was, that was a fun, that was a fun time. Where are you originally from? I was, okay. I love that question because so where was I born and where did I grow up? Let's start at your birth, just like okay. the story of Jesus. Yeah, well, mine's not as exciting. I was born um, April 21st, 1976 in Palo Alto, California. Stanford University Hospital. Um, moved away when I was like two. I don't remember it. Apparently moved to Lake Tahoe and then moved to Oklahoma. And then my mom's sister lived in Virginia. So when I was eight, we moved to Virginia, um, Lake of the Woods, uh, Fredericksburg, Orange County area where my dad still lives. And he's going to be 85 next month. Oh, wow. And your dad is still in Fredericksburg. Yeah, he's still there. Uh, he's still there. Uh, Self-employed house painter, carpenter, still working like five days a week. I mean, he just busts his butt. You know, he's 85. So he has some health issues, but he still works, works a long day. And I mean, he's just a good example when it comes to that work ethic. Did you, um, ever you work at, did you ever work at the Riverside there in Fredericksburg? Yes, I did. Actually, I came to see a show there, and you were my server. What? Yes. So that, I was only there for like a couple of shows, so that was yeah. either MAME. No, it wasn't MAME. 1776. No, I would never see that show. Or um, maybe a funny thing happened away the forum. No, I don't think it was that either. I don't remember what it was. All I remember is you were our server, and then I ordered a Long Island iced tea for intermission, and then my parents got mad at me because I ordered a Long Island iced tea. Oh, no. That's really all I remember of of that. But, yes, I I, um, I was there for several shows. Um, I did uh, Bye Bye Birdie. I was Conrad Birdie in that. Um, I did Oklahoma. I was Curly in Oklahoma. Uh, West Side Story is Bernardo and West Side Story. And I think I did one kid's show. It was um, Seven Brides for Dracula. And I was Dracula. Now, during Oklahoma, it was a three-month run. But halfway through the run, uh, the way the show was set up, we had, you know, Curly and Lori. And we had a Dream Curly and a Dream Lori that would do the Dream Dance. And if one of them couldn't make it, then the normal 
Curly and Lori had to go in. So one of them couldn't make it. So I went in and I was doing a uh, Fuerte Arabesque in cowboy boots and I landed wrong and it broke my left foot. Oh, no. In the middle of the show. So oh, I, gosh. Is there I video? Fin- no, thank goodness. I finished the show. Um, then I had to drive stick shift because it's my left foot that I broke. So I'm pressing the clutch with a broken foot, which I didn't know at the time because I had to go run sound for the studio that I taught at, the dance studio I taught at, for the recital that night. Then I ended up getting to the hospital like four hours later. They said it was broken. I was in a cast, and I couldn't finish the rest of the run. So that was really a bummer. Oh, my gosh. Do you remember who directed the kids' show? Was it a, was it a married couple? The Seven Brides for Dracula? Yeah, was that in Riverside? I, I think it was, yeah, I think it was Stephen, actually. Stephen Hayes. Stephen R. Hayes. Oh my gosh, Stephen R. Hayes, rest yes. in peace. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So, when you did you find the arts way before you arrived at SU? So I, in you know, growing up in school, you know, little you know Christmas performances or whatever. And I remember one year, really young. I I don't remember great. It was it was Hard Rock Coco and Joe, and there's still a song if you. If you YouTube the song Hard Rock Coco and Joe, it's on there. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So that's the youngest I can remember. I don't remember what grade I was in, but I, I enjoyed, you know, performing and, and being on stage. But I, it was in high school when the musical what was the musical. Uh, Anything Goes. That's what it was. Anything Goes was the, mus- the first musical I was in. And we had a, um, a choreographer, Cheris Wallace at the time, come from Fredericksburg to Orange to teach the choreography and there was tap in it. I'd never done, I'd never danced before. Like I'd never danced before. Um, And so I really fell in love with the way of that side of the performing part, the dancing and all that stuff. Plus I got to work with girls, you know, I was in show choir. So that was always good as well. Cause I didn't have a lot of luck with the ladies back then. (laughs) So I got invited to her dance studio to take class. And um, that's where I really started to fall in love with the dance side of performing, but overall just the general of, of being on stage and, and performing. Um, then next after that was MAME. And after that was Wizard of Oz, which is where I had a falling out with the director and chose to be on the side of dance with Cheris instead of acting at the school. After I graduated high school, I did some community theater um, and took two years of, of training while I went to the community college. And then that's when I became a freshman at Shenandoah in 1996. And how did you um, hear about Shenandoah? Was it just the proximity to? I knew that I wanted to be a musical theater major. And, you know, I, I'd heard about, I think it was VCU, I think was one of the options. And, um, you know, I didn't really know anything about any of the universities because I was just, you know, even though I was a senior, junior, senior in high school, I didn't really know a lot about that stuff of, of how to do the research because I just was uneducated, not uninterested, just uneducated about how to research that. But through school, a group of us went to Shenandoah University and like that was the first campus I visited and I didn't want to go anywhere else. Loved the campus. And the show we saw that night, we actually left it intermission because the director I went to school with didn't like the show. It was the Robert Bridegroom. Uh, I've never seen that show. You were not there for the Robert Bridegroom? You know, uh, you know I, think, I think I was there 
So I guess you're right. Maybe I did see it and I blocked it out with therapy. We also saw it many years later at a community theater. Really? Where? In what? Maryland. What? Gosh, the Robber Bridegroom. I remember the name of the show and I remember at the end of the first act, the main female character was wearing a nude suit or something. She was nude and I guess my director got offended and so we left. <laughs> I don't know. Is whatever. Ah, the things that we remember. Yes, um, yes. I think that's when I left. Because <laughs> you were offended. Um, and then you landed at SU, same class as me. Um, yes. 1996. 1996. There were, I think it was freshman year. I think there were 60 some music theater majors our freshman year and by the time graduation i think only 18 made it all the way through yeah yeah I'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's close to that number wow yeah let's see, not, who, I, else, who else is in my class fitz wallace rob Vanek, jason sharp um you gosh uh, marcus was a year above i'm trying to think of guys there was um oh tim uh tim what was his name his last jacobs. name tim jacob gosh yes um Talon. Talon Beeson. Uh, uh, who was the one guy that, D- DJ, that really couldn't see very well? Oh, yeah. Was, was it DJ? Yeah. Wow. wow. And I haven't, you know, I, you know, I graduated in 2000, and I, I've only been back to SU one time, and that was for, uh, I think it was Allegan, uh, Aaron Galligan Sterles' one-person show. I think it was his show. And that's the only other time I've been back. I went with Steve Jones and I went with Jason Sharp. And that was the only time I've been back to SU. And I haven't really spoken to anyone from SU until recently on Facebook. I started getting friend requests from people I went to college with. And when I started clicking on that, then more of them started showing up. And I was like, yes, man, here's people that I remember. I haven't spoken to in two decades, but I remember them. Um, you were also in the cast of Pippin, which is a frequent discussion point on oh, this show. Really, is it? Okay. I, I, I remember that very clearly. Because it was... Um, it was spectacular. It was a great production, but also I remember... one of my favorite shows. One of my favorite shows. I remember to this day. thinking how fucking hot shit we were to be in it as freshmen. <sighs> and well, apparently... Well, okay. So, yes. We're there. Freshman year. First night. Every music theater major has to audition in front of everyone else. And that was stressful because at that point, I had had very, very little, extremely little auditioning under my belt. And when I look back, I was thinking about this today because I knew I was talking to you guys tonight. When I look back, I really didn't realize how untalented I actually was. I really, I really didn't. I could dance some, couldn't sing, couldn't act at all. And when I look back at that, I'm like, wow, I was horrible. How did I get into Shenandoah in the first place? Um, so, yes, there was. we were told freshmen never, never make the musical the first. Freshmen never make it. No one ever makes it. There were, I think, nine of us made it. Yeah. It was, uh, gosh. Um, Mike Esterheld yep. took that that, uh, that um, uh, Mark Simowitz was upset about. Was there a floating head? Yeah, Ben Church. Ben Church. Yep. Ben Church. And I was his voice and body double. Yes, Ben right. Church. Wow. I love Pippin. And during one of the fight scenes, I accidentally uh, stabbed Wanda. W- Wanda Mickens. Oh, <laughs> my God. Brian Mickens, Wanda. <laughs> wow. And he goes off stage and just throws a 
bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, um, gosh, Catherine. Is it? Is it Catherine? Was it? Was it? Catherine? No, it was um J- J- Jennifer. Yeah, Jenny Jenny Soto. Was it Jennifer Soto? Was it Molten? Was it Molten Molinari? Molinari was Fastrada. Fastrada. And I was the understudy for Fastrada. <laughs> yes. Gosh. And then <laughs> Bursa <laughs> was. I was gonna say, hey, when I first got on the show, I was gonna say. Hey, um, Herod, because I remember JCS. Oh, my God. I remember you being under the raft for, for Big River the Big entire, R- every time there was a Big, raft scene. Big River, Grease, Cinderella, and Oliver, my first summer at SSMT. And you know what? For the longest time, I put the raft on my resume. How, how do you how do you not have anxiety being underneath a raft during a show? Oh, because it was all air compressed casters, and I could see out of every direction, and the frame was built, and it was it was yeah, you know they had to put a, a glow tape um, uh, line on the stage for me to follow, um, but other than that, I mean it was fine. You know the thing weighed a ton; it had to take two or three people to lift the lid for me to get out of there. Oh my God. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And I still remember that show because the two, gosh, I don't remember either one of their names, but the two guys that played the villains. Um, well, do you remember their names? Yeah. One of their names is um, uh, um, oh gosh, uh, R. Scott Williams. Okay. And then the his sidekick, uh, gosh, I used to be friends with him on Facebook. Who saying the nun such? I think that was the king. That was the the other the other. Not Le- no no that was Leonard. No, it wasn't Leonard. I don't remember. No, okay. Well, the, so I I remember that show because the guy that would always say something to me under the raft. I used to try and play six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon through him. Oh my god! Sounds so random because I used to have I had it all mapped out, but I totally forgot. But he was in the movie Pecker with Edward Furlong. So that was Ed- R. Scott Williams. Okay, okay, so it was him then. Mm-hmm. So it would go me to R. Scott Williams to Edward Furlong in the movie Pecker, and then I had a couple other ones somehow that got to Kevin Bacon. It was I don't know why I remember that, but yeah, I was like, oh, six degrees of separation, I can get there. I think I did like five. Yeah, he was on our show. Um, okay. He, um, he's done a bunch of SSMT stuff out there. Um, and uh, the, the raft. I was going to go back to Pippin. Do you remember your line at the end of the show? Fantastic. No, no. Before. And, and, and life again. Yes. <laughs> of course I do. I got made fun of for that line. What? Why did I can't remember why it was funny? Because I said it horrible. I but but you didn't in retrospect. I don't, I don't, I mean you know I think I think Tracy Bonner was in that show and Marcus was in that show and just 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 the 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 group with the way they would say that they had you know their 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 phrase you know fantastic and and what just just the way that things were said I tried to emulate that because you know being a freshman with upperclassmen in a show. Want to be cool, even though I was hated. 
No. Um, oh, yes. Come on now. What Lindy did I get freshman year? Best actor because uh, Broadway tap and jazz is not a triple threat. Oh, I remember that. Absolutely. Oh, oh absolutely. I remember that. <laughs> I don't remember that. I um, do, but when I look back, it's absolutely true because I was horrible. I was horrible. And I just, you know, but I will say that Shenandoah helped build my resume and helped me to understand a lot of things. And I actually worked with a girl <clears throat> you know, years later that went to Shenandoah. And I don't know if it happened when we were there, but I sort of went to Shenandoah. She's like, oh, you mean Look at Me University? Did you, Have you guys ever heard that? No. Yeah, apparently the conservatory at Shenandoah had a reputation and a nickname called Look at Me University. Oh, wow. When we were there? I, I, no, that's the. I, I, she was years after me, but I don't know how it got that nickname in that time. But yeah, apparently ended up that way. Wow, maybe it's because they FaceTime a lot. <laughs> I don't think that was around then. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, you know, if you felt like you were a horrible, uh, I mean, uh, not really talented in certain departments, that's certainly valid. But I would like to say and add that I also, you know, was lacking a lot of skills when I got to Shenandoah. But I think that people like Lindy and Hal uh, sometimes saw possibilities and uh, an intuition in a lot of people that they drew their talent out of them in a way that they, um, you know, ref ref refined things. Um, I think... I I think part of it is, you know, I made it past the, the two years, the first two years, you know, when they give you the speech and tell you to change your major. So I made that. So that was helpful. I think one of the things that helped me is that I really think, I think it got me in Pippin too, was, was my ability to dance and lift partners. Because yeah. I think in every show, I was a male ensemble chorus doing dancing numbers. Never a lead, never a lead until the last summer when I was Bernardo on West Side. But, you know, Mr. Herman gave me that, I think, because Bernardo sings kind of one song and he's in the first act and then he dies. So it wasn't, you know, a broad spectrum of character development for Bernardo. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was I, the only musical throughout the entire, no, I'm not talking summer, just the school years, all four years. The only one I wasn't in was the Mikado and I'm fine with that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I was you, fine. With well, that. we really missed you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you dodged a bullet. Oh um, man. Let me tell you. Phew. Yeah. We we had some stinkers back in our day. We had the we had the a bloomer, bloomer girl. girl. That had, was not a stinker. Yes, it was. No, nope, it was a learning there, experience. Um, and there was um, playground. No, no. Um, what am I thinking of? There's bloomer girl and no, no, Nanette. That must have been a summer. Okay, maybe it was a summer. Yeah, and that's playground that, was playground was not. Let's see. Um, Gosh, trying to remember actually the musicals during the school year. I don't really remember those. There I know was Pit, a Pit, Sweet Charity. In, yes, that was, yep. There was uh, How to Succeed. Yes, and Sean Hotley. Yes, okay, yes, remember that. That uh, was Mike, um, what's his last name? Hedges. Mike Hedges. Mike Hedges and, and, um, and uh, Mark Semowitz. Yeah, and um, Danielle and Peretti. Hollenbach. And Sean Hollenbach. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then there was, um, oh God, uh, da, 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 take it easy. Oh, the yes, the the random number, the random show, and then there was the other one where we were dancing flowers. The playground, yeah. The, oh, that's the way that was. The one. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's the other show that frequently comes up on this thing. Holy mackerel! Yes. Or as I've referenced it, our Vietnam. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> I know. We were dancing flowers. It was our senior year. And Jason, Jason had the solo for that number. Oh, God. I've yeah. blocked it all out. And Fitz, I think, stuffed his package for that number. Oh, yeah. Wait, I think what? He did, I don't know. I think he did that in Cinderella as well. But that was yeah. during the summer. Because we're in the opening scene. <laughs> we all, you know, we're all in there in, in tights and stuff and short tops. So I think he stuffed himself one show. <laughs> Well, oh, that's hysterical. Oh, man. Um, the uh, so what happened, Norman, like right after uh, you graduated? Okay, so right after graduation, I'll, I'll kind of give the abridged version, then we can go into detail if you have more questions. So, right after graduation, my parents actually took me to Disney World in Florida for a celebration as a graduation gift. Very exciting. So, I was out there. That's back when they had Pleasure Island still. So I would hang with my parents during the day and I'd go by myself at night. And I met this, this girl and we hit it off extremely well, like right away. She came to visit in Virginia, met her brother. And then I was going to move to Florida to be with her. And then like a week before I'm supposed to go, she freaks out, says I can't go. I'd already, you know, planned all this stuff, move, get ready to move out of the house. So I freaked out. So I called up and, you know, at the time, my best friend, his roommate called Jason and his wife, Carrie, and, you know, told him what was going on. So they're like, why don't you come and move with us to Atlantic Beach, North Carolina? Because her parents had a beach house there. Perfect. So I moved there in the off season. Uh, worked at McDonald's, you know, unfortunately started doing a lot of drugs, got really, I was college. I was doing drugs too. I mean, that's, that's, come on now. I mean, even people were worried about me. I think that's one of the reasons I struggled a little bit as well. Um, so moved to North Carolina and then all three of us were trying to decide if we should go to New York or Chicago. So we were in Atlanta Beach for about six months and then we all moved to Chicago. Um, I stayed with them for a little bit, ended up getting my own place. Um, Jason had some success, some performing and, uh, some jobs. I was, you know, working as a server in a few different places, um, you know, trying to make ends meet, but Carrie got really homesick. She didn't want to stay in Chicago. So her and Jason moved back to North Carolina close to her parents. Um, you know, whatever happened with them is with them. Um, so I stayed in Chicago. I met this older woman. She was older, about 12 years older than me. Um, and she asked, you know, we, started dating and she asked me to move in with her and so I, I lived with her um doing a couple of kid shows here and there but nothing really to support myself um artistically what I went to school for I, again I started doing a lot of drinking a lot of drugging uh, my, my life took a bad turn there so for a couple of years you know she finally got fed up and kicked me out so at like two o'clock in the morning call my dad in Virginia and be like dad I want to come home you know, this happened and blah, blah, blah. So he bought me a plane ticket. So I go home um, with basically a duffel bag, a backpack, and the clothes I had on. And that's all That's all I had because I moved down there in a moving truck and stuff in a car. Sold my car. So I had, like, really nothing. Literally the clothes on my back. My dad took me in, um, you know, said, look, um, two rules, no drinking and no – I don't remember the other rule. Okay, Dad. Yes, because my mom at that time actually was sick with cancer. Um, she was diagnosed when I was living in Chicago. Um, so I moved back home. You see, he just didn't want the stress of dealing with me and dealing with, with mom. Um, and wouldn't you know, like a month later, I got arrested for a DUI. So my cancer-ridden mother and my father had to come to jail to pick me up the next morning um, because I'd made a stupid choice 
like that. Um, so that was really, really, you know, humbling and embarrassing. Um, so I started working with my dad, started teaching at a couple dance studios and then auditioned for Riverside. So that's how I got started back at Riverside. Um, stayed at home. Um, a, a girl that taught at the dance studio, she had a good friend who was performing in, in uh, was performing in Myrtle Beach, tried to hook us up. I didn't have email, you know, I didn't really have computer, nothing like that. So her friend came to visit and I met her. Her name is Shannon. And we started dating uh, long distance for about 10 months. She lived in Myrtle Beach. I lived in Virginia. Uh, so then I proposed. Um, and in 2005, I moved to Myrtle Beach and we got married um, in, in 2005. 2006, we moved to Pennsylvania because the show she was doing in, in North Myrtle Beach, the choreographers had a show that they would choreograph in Pennsylvania and they had a dancing couple that left. So they needed a dancing couple. So Shannon went to ECU for dance and, you know, my degrees in musical theater. So we had started dancing together and working together. So we moved to Pennsylvania uh, at the American Music Theater. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a stage. They didn't have through shows. It was more like, hey, this is the Summer Spectacular, the Christmas Wonder, just putting songs and dances together, not a through show. Um, so we were there for two years, making good money. They paid for our uh, housing for two years. They told us... <clears throat> They liked us. We wanted to be a part of their core family. So we bought a town home there. And then the choreographers threw an email to Shannon, not myself, told them that they were wrong about me and they did not want me to continue on at, at American Music Theater after we had bought a town home. And, they, and, the, and one of the investors' owners told us that he wanted both of us to be a part of the core family. So that was kind of a slap in the face. Uh, luckily, even though Lancaster, Pennsylvania is small, that is where the very big Christian sight and sound theaters are. So we had met some friends randomly at a movie theater that worked there doing shows. So I auditioned for there and I was hired as an actor. Uh, so I was there for about six years, uh, always trying to get my foot in the door with choreography. You know, I was the dance captain and stuff like that. Finally, we did a brand new show, Jonah, and I got to choreograph the whole show. So that was exciting. You can actually go on YouTube and search sight and sound Jonah and see some clips um, and I'm probably in a couple of them. The big, the big boat scene. Uh, there's a boat. Um, I'm on that. I choreographed that. Um, so that was a great experience. Every year, the theater they renew contracts. That at 2012. Uh, well, so sorry, backing up. In 2009, Shannon got pregnant. We had our son in 2010. His name's Elijah. Um, he's 12 years old. He's five foot six and wears a size 11 shoe. <laughs> Oh my, oh my god. He's in the 95th percentile for his height. Wow. Um, he wants absolutely nothing to do with the performing arts. Zero. His mom's a dancer, his dad's a music teacher, he wants nothing to do with the arts. Now that is like, oh man, it's so heartbreaking. I'm like, buddy, buddy, listen, it's so exciting. You get to do this. Here's experiences. You've seen mommy, daddy dance, you've seen all this stuff. He's like, nope. But he loves soccer. He's a soccer stud. He's actually conditioning right now with the high school. Um, he's in seventh grade conditioning with the high schoolers. He wants to try out for the school team. Um, he's been the lead scorer in the rec league that I've been coaching him on for a couple of years. So he loves soccer. He's got all he wears to school are jerseys all the time and short soccer shorts. He just loves soccer. He just wants anything to do with the performing arts, which is fine. So 2012, um, they didn't renew my contract. And Shannon was no longer working at AMT because there's been some change of leadership there and they didn't want to hire new mothers. 
they didn't say that directly, but that's the reason. Because, you know, if you have a baby, the mother's not always reliable. She's put on some weight. She'll have to maybe pump. There's issues with the child. They can't do a show. And they're very strict about missing shows. So we both, you know, you know what? They're done with you. They're done with me. Let's move back to Myrtle Beach. So in 2012, we moved back to Myrtle Beach. Um, she had worked at a shop before. She started working there again. I got a job at Medieval Times. I was the king and the MC for two years. Had to speak with a nice accent, wear a suit of armor, carry a sword, ride a horse. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. I had I really enjoyed working there. But that ended in two years. I got a job working um, as a server in a restaurant, making good money. But in, in um, so we were in Myrtle Beach, yeah, from twelve to two thousand seventeen, eighteen. We were there for five years. Um, I started working at the restaurant, and unfortunately. My personal lifestyle started taking a little more control. I started drinking more, getting back into drugs, which is really difficult because I had been drug free for 13 years. And then I'd, I'd been offered many times to said no, said no. And then I don't know what happened. And then I said yes and gave into it, which is extremely difficult. Um, so that was that was very difficult for for her and for myself. A lot of deception, a lot of lies, um, a lot of shame and guilt. You know, this just what was honest situation um so we got an offer in 2019 i got i got an offer to teach in the school system in somerville which is about an hour and a half from here 30 minutes from charleston so we packed up everything um you know so let's go and we were there for less than a year shannon couldn't get full-time work you know i was a dance teacher the only male dance teacher in the school system for all the schools around there. So that was a pain in the butt. You know, you get, I was teaching dance for sixth, seventh and eighth grade girls. And I was the only male. So I was a pervert and all these accusations and being to the principal. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I can't do this. So we, we left and moved back to Myrtle beach. And so we've been back here for about three and a half years, but unfortunately because of my struggles, I'm now separated and the next month I can be served divorce papers. So the marriage is ended. Um, I don't live it. I don't live at home. I've moved six times. I live with, I live with someone, um, you know, she's got sole custody, but I can see my son whenever I want, which is extremely grateful. But in that time that we were back here, <clears throat> um, there's a theater in Conway called the theater of the Republic. It's been there for about 30 years as the theater of the Republic, but it's been around for a long time. Um, so I was like, oh, you know, I knew they did shows there. I knew a friend who the director. So I had an opportunity to choreograph the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, wow. Huge. Is yeah. that a huge show? It was, it was big. A lot of big numbers. It was, it was, I hadn't choreographed something in a while. So that was uh, a little bit of an undertaking. But I've learned, again, through, through the years I've been performing and, and doing shows and things here and there. Lots, a lot of research. Just do your research, man. I got to do my research. So choreograph the show. Had a great relationship with the director, but some of the cast rubbed me the wrong way and vice versa because they'd been there for a while. They didn't like the way I was running things. So I stepped away for a couple years for that. So then went back to do, I auditioned for um, The Secret Garden. I remember in college, West Side Story, Russell Rinker was the fight choreographer for West Side Story. And he was Dr. Craven in Secret Garden. And that's the first time that I'd ever heard Lily's eyes. And I was just amazed by how beautiful that song was. So when I saw that this theater was doing Secret Garden, I'm like, oh my gosh, absolutely. I, 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 wanna, I wanna try, I wanna go for that role and I got it. And I was shocked. 
because you know I, I just I still doubted myself in, in areas of my, my performing abilities but I think over the years and, and the shows I've been in and, and my voice has developed and, and getting coaching and direction from other professionals really helped me to understand my voice range support placement um, acting, learning how to, you know, physical actions, verbal actions, listen and respond like it's the first time you've ever heard it. Really think about subtext, read the, the story so you know emotional backstory. I mean, just all that stuff we learned in college that I kind of let go in one ear and out the other because I was like, okay, yeah, just let's have fun. Let's go rehearse and do a show and then go to uh, the apartments or the house on Leicester Street and party. I mean, you know, that's <clears throat> that was kind of my mindset. But as I've I mean, I was able to support myself professionally for uh, 10, 10 plus years, starting from like 2004, 2014, 10 to 12 years just from performing. So I was able to live that lifestyle as a performer. You get the days free, go to the gym and do shows at night. So that was that was a blessing. But again, like I said, through my substance abuse, it kind of took a turn for the worst. But the theater there, the only downside of that theater, it's a community theater. So it pays for the choreography and the music, but as an actor, you don't get paid. That's fine because I just want the experience because I, I want to add shows to my resume. So um, after after uh, Secret Garden, um, they they were doing something rotten, um, and I got the role of Shakespeare in something rotten. But COVID hit, so it closed the theater down. So that was a really big bummer. I was excited about that show. Then once the theater opened back up, um, they did, these are just the shows that I was in. Um, the Play That Goes Wrong. Mm -hmm. You guys know that one at all? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was, I saw snippets of it on YouTube and I absolutely fell in love with it. And then when I saw that they were doing it, I auditioned. I got the lead in that. I said, all right. Um, I got to choreograph SpongeBob the musical. So that was fun working with kids and adults, some big numbers in that. Um, not too long ago, we did a full Monty and I got the lead in that. Um, that's one of the biggest vocal roles that I've had. Um, and a lot of that was hard for me because the first number, there's no, like, it's all dissonant. So like, I, I've always had pitch problems, so there was nothing to support the melody. So I really struggled with that song, but the show turned out great. Uh, we had to cancel the last performance because there was a spike in COVID. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, so right now, currently, I'm choreographing Grey Gardens. Uh, they're doing that show that opens in a couple weeks. And then this season, I'm basically going to audition for everything else. They're doing A Few Good Men. I'm going to audition for that. They're doing Misery. I'm going to audition for that. Uh, they're doing Something Rotten. They're bringing that back again. I'm going to audition for that. They're doing Hair. Not quite sure about that one yet. Um, they're doing um, A Little Shop of Horrors. I'm going to audition for that as well. And now at that theater, since I've been involved, I'm on the board of directors. I've got a really close relationship with the executive director. Um, they know my reputation now. They know my work. They know my ethic. And, and they're basically like, look, look, as long as you want to be here, we will have you. Oh, that's great. Yes. So I'm very thankful to have that opportunity. You know, you know, work during the day. Right now, I don't have a job. Um, but I'm, I'm working on being a uh, my certification for a personal fitness trainer. Um, cause I want to do that because I had a job again, I worked security for over three years, management came in new management and they just, I was a supervisor and I was running the show when they were going through transitions. Everyone was coming to me. I knew all the passwords. I knew where everything was. I knew how to work the computer. And this guy comes in and kind of just undercuts everything that I was doing. 
So there's a big conflict of interest. He wasn't a team member player. He was more of a corporate. And I'm 46 years old now. I'm going to be 47 in April. I'm not a 20-something-year-old kid fresh out of college looking for a job. So I didn't appreciate the level of disrespect that they gave me after my three years there. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to stay here anymore because this is not for me. I don't want to – I don't think anyone should go to a job that they're miserable going to. Absolutely. And, that, and that's where I was at that point. So now I haven't worked since December 1st. But, you know, I've been smart with saving money, personal loan. I cashed out my 401k from there. And I can technically I could take the next two months off if I want to, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I'm just enjoying the time seeing my son uh, and doing stuff in the theater at night. That's definitely really something that brings me some joy. And I'm very thankful for the opportunities. You're, you're looking at maybe just staying there in the state. Oh, yeah. I, again, we've moved to Myrtle Beach three separate times. I don't want to go anywhere else. I love it. My dad's a little far away. He's about seven and a half hours in Virginia, but there's something to do here all year long. There's great shows, um, you know, great shopping. The ocean's right there. Um, Elijah's best friend lives here. Um, a great church is here. So there's a lot of opportunity and uh, it's, it's a great family place. I mean, the cost of living is a little funky right now because of what's going on with inflation and everyone and their mother from up north is moving to Myrtle Beach. There's always stuff for sale. Wow. Houses and apartments being built left and right. Left and right, man. It's gotcha, everywhere you go, there's construction. <laughs> and where, do you, where are you guys? We are about two exits away from the Pentagon, just yeah. outside of Washington in Arlington. Okay. And how long have you been there? Since 1970. <laughs> We've been in this actual place where we're, where we're calling you from right now about, what, 10 years, 12 okay. years? Awesome. Uh, but we've been in this area I almost since we left school, kind of. We, I, yeah. I tried to move to New York twice, but it just really wasn't the thing. Move to Europe for what? No, I tried to move to New York twice, and it just quite wasn't what, it just didn't fit, uh, didn't feel right. Okay, that's fair. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what have you guys been doing since as well? We've just, we've just pretty much been uh, successfully unsuccessful. <laughs> um, what about ryan what about ryan i've been at the kennedy center for almost 20 years just an office job okay all right it's always it's always curious to look at people on facebook whatever they went to school with to see if they're still doing something in the field um how many people have you spoken to that are still doing something in the field it varies it does vary a lot i mean you'd, you'd be shocked you it feels like everyone's kind of always nervous about telling their story oh. But like everybody, just like life, life happens and you kind of yeah. maneuver with your, you know, I think, I think our talent and our creativity is what helps us to maneuver through so many uh, things in life. I don't think it's necessarily about like how many shows are you doing sort of thing or whatnot. I think that it's been interesting to see so many people in different areas of right. um, their journey. Yeah. Yeah, we we were lucky enough to get here and um, to the D.C. area and work for basically, uh, you know, gosh, almost 20 years um, at various theaters around this area. There's so much theater here. Yeah, sure. But Matthew started writing and then I started writing with Matthew. Okay. And then and our... now we're writing each other. <laughs> <laughs> Let's meet on the road to Morocco. Oh, yes. Blame it on the movie. Instead of the tunnel of love. Oh, my God. Um, and now uh, 
I, I work for a nonprofit as a day job, uh, as like basically a program director, an event coordinator. Okay. So there's there's a lot of artistic stuff in that. And Good. then we just kind of work on our um writing world in the evening and we have me and Steven have a little concert coming up here in a couple nice. of weeks that's showcasing some of our music. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. And That's we good. and we've been doing this podcast since the pandemic happened. So, so you said like seventy some episodes or something, right? Well, there's seventy some in just this Shenandoah oh, season, but okay. we hundreds. Yeah, there are hundreds at this point. The um, SU thing has been really cool though because we're kind of like putting together a little library of of people, and um, you know, it's not about how you got to college or why you went to college. It's just kind of like this is. Your Oprah. This is me. Yeah, this is your interview with right. Oprah. <laughs> I can't believe in two years it's going to be twenty the twenty fifth anniversary. And if they have something for the grads class of two thousand, I'm going to try my damnedest to go because I would love to see some of these people face to face. It's funny in my Facebook, you know, I was posting pictures when I was younger. People, oh, that's what you look like in college. I'm like, gosh, really? I don't remember looking like that. <laughs> I look at myself a lot different. Like, I guess I did. Skinny, kind of. People like that does not like you at all right now. I'm like, gosh, really? I just yeah. I mean, I can't believe I had hair. So oh, man. <laughs> there's a thing. <laughs> I had long hair my freshman year, and then I shaved it off. Um, and now, you know, I, I had I, so after I did when I moved back to Virginia, um, I did Annie uh, just for like the low, like the LOW players, like the one of the smallest, whatever. And I had hair down to my shoulder at that point. You played Annie. Yep, I was Annie. Oh, awesome. It was a drag version. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I had hair down to my shoulders. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, when I looked at those pictures. But now it's it's short. You know, I got a receding hairline, so I wear it forward. I got a bald spot on the top of my head, so I'm putting some minoxidil on there. I'm like, man, all the stress of my relationship in the past two years has called me a lot, caused me a lot of gray in my beard. But, I mean, I, I think for 46 years old, I'm in pretty decent shape. I try and hit the gym. Well, I went to the gym twice today, you know, five, six days a week. I try and watch what I eat for the most part. Um, Let's you know. go back to a moxadil. Minoxidil, <laughs> yes, yes. So um, you, you rub it on your head? It comes in a dropper. I bought a three-month supply. You put it on in the morning and at night. Uh, you kind of rub it into the spots where there's no hair um, or less hair. And it's supposed to, you know, stimulate follicles uh, and said within three months you'll see some hair growth i've only been doing it just over a month and i swear i see a little bit of hair growth i swear well, i do you know what? we're gonna reach out to amoxidol see if they'll give us money because this is basically a commercial for them hey absolutely <laughs> that's absolutely. right minoxidil works for su yeah i i'll have to check that out i'm getting i'm getting pretty thin in the back as well oh man it's nuts i'm so self-conscious i wear a hat like pretty much everywhere i go no, yeah. man. I mean, as soon as I was out of college, I I pretty much have been bald, like completely. So. <laughs> I wondered what I looked like being bald for a long time. And then uh, last year or so, I was like, you know what? Let me just shave my head. And I was like, I do not like the way I look bald. <laughs> so I was like, please let it grow back. It took a long time to grow back, but it grew back. So, I mean, again, I... I I keep it short on the sides and I, I can't really get the front to grow very long. So I really think my hair is kind of going to be this length or less forever. I mean, I'm okay with it. I have a, you know, a five head, but you know, it could be worse. Could be worse. Since we're talking about hair loss and this has turned into the hair loss podcast. All right. Let's go. To the company, see if we can get some money. But I've also what? got parts that's hair found. Okay. 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 <laughs> 
I, I was going to say, I <laughs> recently made a purchase uh, of a product called Keeps that is a monoxidil-based thing. But okay. I, I bought it. I didn't understand there's different kind of baldness that some chemicals cannot treat. So this is for back of the head baldness, okay. not... And I wanted it for front of the head. Right, baldness. the crown. The crown. Can you just move it around? No, you cannot put it up there. It says this is not for front part baldness. Right, and hmm. you're losing more hair. Yeah, so. Well, that's of, what it said. You know, that's what it says at first. In mine, it says, look, it says you may lose hair first because that's going to get the old hair out of there so new follicles can regrow. So you might lose hair at first. I'm like, I don't want that. I'm not trying to have a monk haircut. I really wouldn't mind if this stuff came in a bath. Well, listen, I'll, what I was going to say is I will give you my two tubes of stuff that I can't use now. <laughs> if you, if you, bro, if you want to, that's fine. I can send you my mailing address. If you no, I was, saying, I was saying I was going to give Matthew. Oh, I was like, talking to me. I'm like, you can mail to me? Okay. That's that's less of a um, a shipping. Yes. <laughs> I'm 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 game for a hair experiment. <laughs> I mean, you see this was is it called Bosley or something? And I'm not plugs. And I, I can't. I, you know this this what I got is I got it from one of the you know local stores. It only cost me like twenty bucks for a three month supply. But I compared it with the more expensive, and the amount of minoxidil is exactly the same. It's wow. just the packaging and the name. Wow. So well, I put it on there, and I just let's, let's see what happens. To any of the other SU alum males who are suffering any kind of hair loss, I hope this has male, been helpful to you. Pattern baldness. That's right. Um, well, Norman, I I'm very very appreciative that you came on and and told your story. Very brave of you to we're, do we're so. We're gonna watch Jonah the ship scene. Yes, yeah, yeah. Search and Sound Jonah, and it's just a big ship. I don't I don't know. It, it should it should it should, it should be on there. But, but oh, any any dancing it. any dancing you see on that whole show, I've chore I choreographed. That. I, I've already found it. I saw that the the ship is the size of a city. It's, it's big. big. So so the Sight and Sound stage, the main stage is eighteen thousand square feet, and that we have two side stages that were three thousand square feet each. Now on the main stage, there's also I think it's a twenty-five by forty something hydraulic lift in the center of stage that goes up and down because they would load sets in the basement and they'd bring them up like the forty-foot tall sets. Like it's a massive, massive, massive stage. It's definitely not the raft. It's a much bigger boat. Yeah, they wouldn't let me move the ship. I asked. <laughs> They're like, "No, you got to be on top, not underneath." I'm, I'm, like, I'm wondering if I, I should send my resume to Sight and Sound. <laughs> I, I have no idea what they're doing now because they also, when I was there or right after I left, they started doing some kind of like class schooling thing that kids would go to and then they would transition them into being performers in the shows, like a university type of thing. I don't know. We, I mean, there's still friends that work there, but I don't really speak to any of them. I don't really, I don't really speak to a lot of people that I that I worked with or went to school with. I really don't. I'm just not good at maintaining relationships, and that's a bad a bad quality. Bad, well, we've, yeah, well, we've also lost uh, track and contact with a lot of people, but the SU podcast has kind of definitely helped to sort of reconnect people. And there's that discord board that people chat on occasionally. And it's been fun. Yeah. Um, I just recently, within the past few months, reconnected with Jason, Jason Sharp. Again, he, you know, he works uh, at a private school teaching musical theater in North Carolina. Um, you know, he's remarried. 
Um, so we, we, I spoke to him not too long ago. I was trying to get to see him over the holidays. I didn't get a chance to, um, but yeah, I mean, he's, I, I'm glad I got to talk to him and talk to you guys and, you know, just, just being on, cause I hadn't, I hadn't had a social media. I, I had a bad experience with social media back in, we're talking like 2000 and seven or eight. So I'd never had social media until like six months ago, I got back on Facebook. I started a Facebook and I, cause I hadn't been on anything. Now I've, I've got a, I mean, I follow people on, on um, TikTok and Instagram. I got messenger, but yeah, having a social media, I'm like, Hey, look, and I'm very picky about who I choose to be my friends because let's be honest. I don't, I don't want to have a lot of friends that are friends with my ex-wife. I, I don't want that. Right. That's, that's just, just the way I want it because, oh, I saw what you posted. I saw what you did. I saw, and listen, I don't, I don't need that drama in my life. Right. Um, well, I'm also on YouTube in a few places. I've done some local commercials here. Um, see, now I'm advertising myself. There was, <laughs> uh, for 10 years, they did a uh, dancing with the Ori County Stars here. Um and I did it for five years and I won it twice. Um, and I had a friend I worked with at Medieval Times. She did some local commercials. So she asked me if I was available. I said, yes. So if you if you search um, on YouTube, Reliable Electric, um, I did two 30-second commercial clips. They were like a year apart. So I might, you might, I should be in either one of the clips. Or there's, there's two 30-second ones. Um, so that's me on YouTube as well. So you can kind of see what I look like. But... Yeah, I mean, you know, my life has been up and down and back and forth and and but you know, I've had opportunities since I graduated to be on stage or backstage or teach or choreograph um, or perform. I mean, I've I've I've, been, I've enjoyed those opportunities and I know that I have gotten so much better. <laughs> like I said in the beginning, when I we look back how untalented I was, but I I know that I've gotten so much better. I mean, I wouldn't get the roles I've gotten if there wasn't someone who saw something in me. And, you know, just taking advice, listening to direction, humbling myself, asking questions, doing my research has really helped me to, you know, get back on stage and, and, and continue to not support myself, but be involved in what I went to college with and where something I really, really enjoy. Like, I want to perform as long as I can. Yeah. I think, I think the great thing is because I can do all three that helps expand my my. um my options, um, not just hey, I can I can only dance and that's it because you know there ain't no one there ain't no theaters around here looking for a forty six year old male dancer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and, and I've got actually you know for my career, I actually got a lot of physical issues right now. I've got sciatic nerve issues um, that continuously put pain in my left leg. Uh, I've got a bad left knee. I've sprained both my ankles more times than I can count. I've got rotator cuff issues in my left shoulder. Most of that's from performing. Yeah. Lift, lifting, dancing, leaping on hard surfaces. I mean, it's just, you know, my body's my body's taking a toll because of my career. Um, but I can still do things that don't require as much. I haven't really danced, danced in a show in a long, long time. But you can still choreograph and still Dance. kind of get Damn involved right. that way, which is exciting for you. I mean, so. you guys know as well as I do, you could be hurt. But as soon as you get on stage in the middle of everything, you feel no pain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're just out there. Adrenaline takes over and you just, you just, you're, you're you. And I love it. I love it. Well, best of luck to you, friend. Thank, thank you, you so much for stopping in. My gosh, absolutely. And thank you guys for giving me this opportunity to talk and, and reconnect. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, good luck on everything. And thank you. We're here if you need us for anything. 
I've got Steve's number, um, yep. definitely, and he's got mine. So absolutely, absolutely, you guys. Let's, let's stay in touch for sure. All right. Nothing, At- nothing but love for you, buddy. You too. You too, guys. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye, Ryan. Thanks so much, Norman, for spending time with us, chatting with us, catching up. We'd love to hear from you. Best of luck on everything. Keep us updated on whatever you're doing. Everything. Everything all at once. Um, So if you want to learn more about us, please visit www.connorsmithmusicals.com. Recently updated website. Thank you to Lee Delano for her web design. Incredible. Check it out. If you've seen it before, it's new now. There's new content. Um, so thanks thanks so much, Lee. If you want to follow us on social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok under Connor and Smith. Uh, again, Connor with an ER. Please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Really helps us out a lot. Share it where you share things. Post it where you post things. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Um, we do curse, though, so there's that. So if she doesn't like that, then maybe your mom won't like it. Um, there is a Discord board where you can go uh, and say hi to your fellow alum, share photos that are appropriate, uh, things like that. The link is going to be in the podcast notes. There is also, again, a Patreon. If you want to support us on Patreon, you get all kinds of extra things, behind-the-scenes footage. There's going to be Find Your Light. Our review will be uh, featured on Patreon as soon as we get it edited together, hopefully sometime, you know, in the month of February or something. So we love all of you thanks so much for your continued support uh wish us luck tomorrow night it's gonna be very crazy and exciting and all of that is going to be patreon content hopefully you'll support us and get to see it it's going to be an incredible evening so thanks so much bye